This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome into today's episode, as it's just me today. And we're going to give you guys a quick little brief history of heavy metal. If you're interested in the genre and you don't know where to start and maybe you want to just get a little bit of background information, then this episode is for you. This is Metalhead Journeys. Hello and welcome into another great episode of Metalhead Journeys. I said great episode, so um, foreseeing what this is going to be. I am your host, Rob, riding soul today, Mr. Two Chains Otterbox, also known as Bill. He's got quite a hectic work schedule going on right now, so he's kind of taking some time off to just let all that settle down before he jumps back in. So we're going to ride soul today, and I'm going to give you guys the history of heavy metal, or the best way that I can kind of give it to you in a condensed version, because I don't want to sit here and do a three-hour long episode, but giving you every minute detail. So basically, I kind of ran through, read a few articles, snagged some of the popular stuff, and kind of compiled it all up into here. And I think I have a nice brief summary of someone who isn't familiar with heavy metal or the history of heavy metal. It kind of gives them somewhat of some background knowledge. And then if they choose to branch out and go deeper into it, they can. But at least they have some sort of sense of where this is all coming from. So if you're unfamiliar with the heavy metal genre... It is understandable if you are feeling a little bit confused when you first listen to it. You know, first question that probably pops in your mind is, you know, how does this differ from traditional rock music? What the hell is with all these different subgenres and why are these guys screaming in my face? Well, hopefully we can answer those questions right here, right now on this episode. So heavy metal first appeared in the United States and England during the early 1970s as an effect of the rock music of that time. While several hard rock artists such as The Who, Jimi Hendrix, and Led Zeppelin tried different styles of guitar amplification and onstage tricks, their music was still somehow related to blues and previous forms of rock. Basically, heavy metal derived from rock blues. First band that was considered to be true heavy metal was Black Sabbath. Now, they got this whole thing about the unholy trinity. Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple. I personally do not consider Led Zeppelin or Deep Purple metal. They can be pioneers. I understand that part of it. They can be pioneers of it that kind of helped founded it and kickstart it. But I still do not consider those two bands heavy metal. Black Sabbath, 100%. Yes. Black Sabbath somehow created the pattern for a completely new genre of rock music with their use of religious lyrical themes and darker musical tones with crushing and slow heaviness in their music. Compared to other genres of popular music, attempt to talk about real life uh, experiences, politics, or love, heavy metal is known for having supernatural and religious metaphors. Like For example, Ozzy Osbourne, who's vocalist for Black Sabbath and also had a very successful solo career, uh, if you don't know who Ozzy is, then uh, go find out because you're one of the titans of the genre and just, well, in music general. Ozzy Osbourne basically wrote songs that talk about revolting monsters and occult ceremonies, but in fact, he's just used these images as metaphors to talk about alienation and war. So there's a lot of meaning and 
you know, substance behind metal. Most people just think of metal and they think of Satanism and they think of anti-religious things. And it's just, it's, that's not really what it is. There, there is very small percentage of bands that are doing stuff like that. And a lot of people, if they just sat down and listened to heavy metal, it may not be their most favorite thing. But if they sat down and listened to the lyrics and kind of got to know it, I feel like they probably wouldn't think it's as bad as they initially thought. Or I could be 100% wrong. And they could just be like, this is exactly what I thought. This is horrible. But during the late 1970s, a new generation of bands took inspiration from Black Sabbath's ominous sound. While they sped up the tempo of their songs, and it goes to show that these bands continue to distance themselves from the blues roots of rock. Bands such as Motorhead and Judas Priest from England and the Scorpions from Germany all added intensity and speed to Black Sabbath's sound to create their own musical approach to the genre. Since then, several publications started using the term heavy metal to describe this new approach in music. Now, in larger cities like England, heavy metal music developed at the same time as the punk movement, and this created some kind of moral outrage throughout the United Kingdom. Heavy metal borrowed the leather and denim from outlaw biker culture, the speed and pessimism of punk, and the attraction with occultism from horror films and heavy metal pioneer Black Sabbath. That's why heavy metal emerged in the late 1970s, and not just as distinct musical genre, but as a fully formed subculture. Yeah, basically, it's it's more than just a genre. Like th- th- there's a lot that goes in. To heavy metal there's a lot of people that put like focus a majority of like their lives around it there's people who have completely changed personalities because of heavy metal they listen to a band and they become so obsessed with a band that they want to do everything that band is doing they want to do everything that that band is talking about in their songs and do it literally and it could be for the better or the worse I mean, I'm sure it's probably changed some people for the better. kind of made them think more openly about like things like life and whatnot. But it's also probably, you know, messed some people up. Now, the 1980s came. Heavy Metal saw an explosion in its musical development, popularity, and geographical spread. I mean, in fact, the early 1980s, there was a movement within England called the New Wave of Heavy Metal. And it was led by bands like... Judas Priest, Diamond Head, and Iron Maiden. Now, the blues blade, the blues bass, which was branded in almost earlier forms, in all earlier forms of rock music, was now pretty much gone. The new wave of British heavy metal mostly featured songs that have two harmonizing electric guitars, concern, themes concerning rebellion, Satanism, and the occult, with high sobbing vocals. Now. Satanism was in there. Like I said, it does appear in heavy metal, but it is not every heavy metal song. Not every band is doing this. But I will meet you people who do say about Satanism halfway. It is in there, and it does appear often. But that does not mean that every band is like that. So do your research. Find the bands that don't do that. Focus on them. Or if you want to go down that path, then go down that path. I am not a fan. It was also during the 1980s when the popularity of heavy metal started to spread into Europe and North America. It became so popular that bands started filling stadiums and outraging conservative parents. Shocker. Still doing that to this day. 
During the surge of popularity of heavy metal in the 1980s, a subculture that had formed around the music also began to break into different subgenres and scenes. So many different subgenres nowadays. As you saw in the 1980s is when it started to branch out into subgenres, and now as we're in 2023, it is just the biggest tree and the biggest clusterfuck of subgenres. I couldn't even tell you how many subgenres there are. It is unreal. People are creating new subgenres every day. You could have a cat meow in the background of a breakdown, and someone will be like, this is cat core, and it's the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. People make up subgenres like it's making up names of gamer tags. Metal bands such as Van Halen, Def Leppard, and Twisted Sister started to become more accessible to the mainstream audience because they released pop-friendly, catchy, radio-friendly songs which they combined with flashy, often gender-bending costumes. Hence, the non-Satanism part. People like Van Halen, Def Leppard, Twisted Sister had nothing to do with Satanism. They were, like I say, pop-friendly, catchy, radio-friendly, basically party songs. They were party bands. So there's plenty of stuff out there to go listen to. Now, this led to the creation of a heavy metal subgenre known as glam metal. During the same time, several bands in Europe started taking heavy metal into another level. They started to produce songs with dark, experimental, and thematically provoking directions. This was partly because the audience saw pop-friendly, radio-friendly metal bands as sellouts. Heavy metal bands such as Venom, Hellhammer, and Merciful Fate sang over overtly satanic lyrics accompanied by music that was more intense and extreme compared to the early heavy metal songs. So there's a Satanism popping back in. Like I said, it's there, but not all of the bands are like that. However, the United States heavy metal musicians started to play faster than their British friends. And these fast-paced songs created another subgenre, which is known as thrash metal. American bands such as Megadeth, Metallica, and Slayer were the ones who were at the forefront of this movement. Thrash metal also became extremely popular in Europe to the point where it ushered in a split in heavy metal subculture between extreme metal and mainstream metal. Now, our most famous and successful heavy metal bands of the 1980s were mostly from North America and Europe. Heavy metal still managed to spread all over the world during the middle of the 1980s. I mean, I, I know one of the biggest ones is uh, Sepultura, and they're Brazilian. Um, nowadays, there's bands from everywhere. There's, there's Japanese bands. There's Australian bands. Australia has got such a great metal scene. I love Australian metal. Now, heavy metal left a powerful impression about the rebellious young people of the world, and today, heavy metal is one of the most popular music in all of music youth cultures all over the world. Now, as we kind of branch into the 1990s, with this came the subgenres of heavy metal, such as like grindcore, death metal, black metal, and they all kind of took it to another level in terms of musical and ideological extremes. These subgenres all featured various types of screaming on songs, which showed that heavy metal completely departed from traditional singing. There's plenty of bands that still do traditional singing, but it's definitely not as prominent. Um, the unclean vocals have definitely started taking over as far as metal is concerned, because there's so many different subgenres of metal that incorporate in unclean. Grindcore has uncleans. Hardcore has uncleans. Deathcore has uncleans. Um, metalcore has uncleans. And there's so many different 
subgenres of metal that encapsulate unclean vocals and just how you actually do the unclean vocals and approach them defines which subgenre you kind of fall into. Now on these subgenres, bands also used percussion and guitar techniques to create a highly intense and maybe to some people unlistenable type of extreme heavy metal music. Very unlistenable. It is something I hear day in and day out is how do you listen to that? How do you listen to this stuff? I'm cool with heavy metal, but this is not heavy metal. This is some guy screaming his nuts off, and it's just like, I can't stand that music. And it's like, well, hold on, time out. You can't stand that music, or you can't stand that vocal approach. Because I can almost guarantee you, you take any sort of deathcore or hardcore grindcore song, and you take the vocals out, and you give them an instrumental version, they will more than likely not have any issue with that music. It is solely just the vocals that is the off-putting part of all that music. So when someone says they don't like that music, they don't like that vocal approach. The, the rest of the band is fine. I, I, you can't tell me that the rest of the band is annoying you or you don't like it. I mean, maybe to a musician, they may not like you know double bass or blast beats or something like that. So maybe they're like, oh, I don't like that. But to the average person who just hears the screaming and they don't like the music, you don't like the vocals. Not you don't like the music. But I'm not going to sit there and try and correct everybody. Now, during the beginning of the 21st century, heavy metal music and its subcultures continued to grow and spread all across the globe, and traditional heavy metal continues to exist together with extreme metal genres, while new subgenres are being created all the time. Heavy metal began as an even heavier version of hard rock music, but it somehow turned into a musical, artistic, and even aesthetic music genre of popular music. And to prove its popularity, several heavy metal festivals are held all over the world, and new generations of fans and bands continue to celebrate, produce, and enjoy heavy metal. So there's a lot of popular festivals out there. They're sell out within minutes every time there's a festival out there. There's Furnace Fest, there's Mayhem Fest, there's um, there used to be Vans Warp to a Rock on the Range, now become Sonic Temple, there's stuff called Incarceration. Um, Ozfest was really big. There, there's all sorts of like different festivals. Like there's uh, Blue Ridge. Um, so many different festivals all across the United States, um, and I'm sure in Europe as well um, that celebrate these different like subgenres and whatnot. So, like some of the characteristics of like heavy metal are. You get dark lyrical themes. Um, heavy metal songs often are anchored around dark themes. Uh, mistrust, paranoia, anger, sadness, depression. Um, you know, the subgenre, basically, uh, death metal, black metal groups um, address sinister matters or, like, gruesome concepts. While, like, pop metal groups, such as, like, Van Halen, Def Leppard, focus on good times and rock and roll lifestyle. So kind of going back to something I've hinted on probably about 17 freaking times throughout this episode is there's plenty of like dark um, sadistic stuff in metal but there's also plenty of stuff that is not like that there's plenty of fun times party songs and that's still relevant to this day you can go and you can go into black metal and get into like different waves of black metal and get all like the church burning people and if you want to venture down that road but there's also black metal that kind of like 
focuses on Norse mythology and stuff like that. So you just kind of have to like do your research and find which band is going to be right for you, rather than just be like, oh, this is a metal band. Well, you know, figure out where they kind of sit, and then from there branch out and kind of if you like this band you'll probably like this band but also still do your research on that band and figure it out and then you should be able to kind of you know go in the direction that you want to go you're not going to kind of start listening to one band and then just drastically jump over into something super super dark and satanic that's not going to happen there will be recommendations and whatnot for everything that you want to listen to Another characteristic of heavy metal is there's a lot of emphasis on guitar, the sonic power of the guitar, and the ability to distort and alter its sound and volume is like the bedrock of heavy metal. Vocals and the rhythm section operate to emphasize and support the guitar's central role in metal. You see this all the time with breakdowns, with guitar solos. The guitars are absolutely in the forefront for metal music. Um, then people release, uh, there's an artist named Lee McKinney who literally is a lead guitarist for uh, the band Born of Osiris. And he's released two solo albums that are literally just, it's just instrumentals. And it's literally just him just wailing on a guitar. And it's great stuff. There's a band called Animals as Leaders, which is literally just, it's a very genty band, but it's just them. It's, it's all instrumental stuff. So you can have great bands and you can have albums be successful and not have vocals because the guitar is just so, so prominent. But the caveat to that, powerful vocals, another characteristic of metal. In the early days of metal, the music's volume could overpower most sound systems and drown out vocals. A singer with a commanding voice and durable lung powder, powder, Durable lung power like Robert Plant or Ozzy Osbourne or Rob Halford could be heard over fireworks if you had to. But depending on the subgenre of metal, vocals can be shouted, growled, shrieked, or even rapped. Rap metal is kind of becoming a really big thing. But either way, with traditional heavy metal, it's a lot of focus on your powerful vocals and those guitars um with more uh newer age like metal and stuff like that it's exactly how it was just said it shouts growls shrieks screams still power still heavy on the vocals but not like in the days where you could have a powerful voice nowadays you could literally have the worst voice ever but as long as you can do a half-assed scream the rest of the band can make up for it so back in the day, if you weren't a good vocalist and you couldn't hit those notes, you couldn't sing, you probably didn't make it into the band. Nowadays, you've got whoever the hell wants to create a band can create a band, and people really don't just care one bit. Not one bit. Now getting into some of these heavy metal subgenres, uh, just quickly explain some of these guys for you. You got things like Deathcore, which fuses down-tuned guitars and like a death growl vocal style with hard riffing and solo instrumental breaks of metalcore. Uh, the unsettling noisescape is a huge part of it. Um, bands uh, like Whitechapel and Die Artist Murder um, really epitomize what Deathcore is. 
you got into like glam metal, it basically borrows the pop-inspired guitar riffs, vocal harmonies, and makeup, and costuming of glam rock, and kind of folds them into a heavy metal format. Uh, it basically dominated all of 1980s, uh, Motley Crue, uh, Poison, um, Def Leppard, stuff like that. Now if you go into like hardcore metal, uh, it's it can be described as punk metal as well. It's Union similar to metalcore. Um, it draws more of the furious energy of thrash metal and other extreme metal offshoots. Um, Motorhead can be considered um, hardcore metal. Um, newer acts would be stuff like me, like Killswitch. It's kind of more so like metalcore. But uh, Dillinger Escape Plan um, would be a great example of hardcore metal. It's basically just nothing but non-stop energy all the time. When you get stuff like new metal, uh, it's a subgenre of alt metal that kind of emerged in the 90s. Uh, it's also going to be known as aggro metal. Uh, it's kind of derived um, from like funk and industrial music, hip-hop and electronic. It mixes a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, there aren't really guitar solos in it. Uh, it's got an emphasis on rapping. Um, and kind of like more like pop oriented uh, bands that are really popular for this are Limp Bizkit, like Papa Roach, Rage Against the Machine. If you've ever heard any of them, they're considered new metal. Like finally, just kind of wrap it up here with speed metal. Um, you got your bands like Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. Those are your big four. Um, it's high speed riffs. A lot of fast drum work and it's just it's literally as it sounds it's just nothing but speed it's speed metal it's also essentially what thrash metal is it's just really fast played music let's wrap it all up heavy metal is very diverse it's broken up into a million different little subgenres. Uh, there's actually a little bit of everything for everyone for someone who may not think that they like metal, there is a subgenre for you. I can almost guarantee you that there is a subgenre. You can go into stuff like symphonic metal, which is a little bit less harsh on the vocals and it's got more of the orchestral aspect to it. You could, if you really want to get into some just messing stuff up, there's beat down hardcore. There's, you know, atmospheric black metal. There's so much different styles out there that it is hard for me to imagine not finding something that someone would like if you're trying to ease someone in to heavy metal there's bands for that if you're trying to just you know listen to something that's going to make you think there's bands for that there's genres for that if you're trying to find something to like pump you up there's genres for that if you're trying to just Find something to honestly to sleep to. There's there's drone music. Not a fan of it personally myself, but there's there's so much metal out there, and it's constantly being thrown around as this horrific, horrible thing, and it's really not. If you sat down and you listened to some of these songs, or you tried out some different genres, listened to some of these bands, you might like what you find. There's going to be plenty that you don't like. 
but there are diamonds in the rough. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening into this blabber whatever the hell I just did. Um, to be 100% honest, I don't even really know what I just told you. <laughs> I kind of grabbed some great bullet points, tossed them in, mixed it up, and threw my own little twist on it. But um, hopefully it made sense for you guys. Hopefully you understood what I was saying. Basically, it comes down to there's something out there for everyone in the world of metal. It's not what you think it is. It's not all bad. Just give it a chance. Explore. Search. And you might just find your next favorite thing. Alright guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you stuck around, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. It's the den. It's the network that we're a part of. There's a lot of great podcasts on that network. And they're constantly growing. Constantly adding new ones. And it's... I absolutely love it over there. I love that network. Also, head over to MetalHeadJourneys.com. Check out our website. Um, Plenty of great links on there. You guys got links to all of our social media. Uh, We're on YouTube. We've just started going back onto YouTube and doing YouTube stuff. YouTube shorts are doing great right now. Got Instagram, Twitter. Um, If you guys are familiar with past episodes, we are no longer on TikTok for stupid reasons, but... There's links to our store page there. There's an interactive section where you guys can leave questions, comments, criticisms, whatever you want to do. Check it out. And look for bonus content coming soon. As soon as I get Bill back in here, Mr. 2 Chains Otterbox needs to get back into the studio, please. Bill, final words. Good talk. It's like he's here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out of here. See you in the next episode. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.